Hello, and welcome to Logos and Life Community Church, where the revelation of God's Word meets life application, where you have the freedom to worship and serve. If you ever find yourself in Shreveport, Louisiana, we would love for you to join us. But for now, join us for a message that is already in progress. And follow me as I read the text in Matthew chapter 14, starting at verse 22. It says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, by this time, was a long way away from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. In the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and says, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, and don't be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Okay, let me, let me go back. Mm -hmm. Verse 30. Yep. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Yeah. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O ye of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, truly. I mean, worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Amen? Amen. For the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord shall remain always. You can be seated. Today, I would like to talk to you on the topic called stay in or step out. Amen. Amen. All right. Stay good. in or step out. And just to let you know, I haven't abandoned the seven, the seven signs. This is a part of the seven signs. It's just in John chapter 6, we'll find this passage. But I would rather do it because it's also recorded in Mark and Matthew. But Mark and Matthew is a little bit more detailed and I want to touch on a couple of things. Amen? Amen? That we are still dealing with the signs. And we remember the first three signs was the signs of how salvation comes to the center. Yeah. That it comes by the word of God. It comes by faith in God, and it comes by grace that come from Jesus. Yeah. That was a gift from God. Amen? Amen? So the next four you will see were signs of how salvation shows up for the believer. Yeah. We heard a two couple of Sundays ago that salvation is satisfying. And we think back to the Beatitudes where it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. When Jesus fed them with two fish and five loaves of bread, when he has told them that he is the bread of life, everyone is satisfied whenever Jesus is on the realm. Amen? Amen. So here we find ourselves in sign number five, which simply is about salvation brings peace. Salvation brings peace. Now, Pastor, you're just talking about salvation Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and I just want to let you know 
that there is nothing more important than salvation. Yeah, that's good. I don't care how many sermons I preach. If you come here to be healed, what good is it to be healed if you are not saved? Yeah. So nothing is more important than salvation, which means nothing matters without salvation. Yeah. So I'm going to keep on this until God moves me. Is that okay? Amen. But in the text, we'll find ourselves to where Jesus had just finished feeding with two fish and five loaves of bread. And he has now dismissed his disciples and told them to get into the boat and go to the other side before him. And then he went up to pray. While he dismissed the crowd, he sent them away. Amen? Amen. But now in this one passage, you will see two exposures. It's going to, first of all, expose what to expect if you choose to stay in a life that's absent a relationship with God. But it will also expose if you choose to step out and have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So you're going to either stay in wherever you are in the absence of a relationship with Jesus uh -huh. or step out of that situation and walk towards him so you can have a relationship with him. You got a choice today. Stay right. in or step out. We talk a lot about growth. Yeah. I want to let you know that you can't grow by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's <laughs> you can't accidentally grow. Yeah. You can't accidentally change. Yeah. Yeah. You can't accidentally be saved. Yeah. And you can't accidentally have salvation. Yeah. I want you to keep in mind as we study this text today that there are some things that I got to do on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to slip up and end up in heaven. Okay. Yeah. Ain't no slipping up and ending up. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You got to have a purpose. You got to have something that drives you. So today, I want to show you two pictures of what life looks like without salvation, without Jesus, without the promise, without provisions, and what life will look like when you do. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Here we go. Let's jump into the text. First of all, this is a picture of what life looks like without Jesus. First of all, it says that Jesus has sent them on their way, right? Jesus went one way, and they went another. Watch this. That means they were distant. If you got distance between you and God, that's a problem. They were distant. Even though he sent them away, the point I want you to see is that he wasn't with them. That they were separated. When you are not with Jesus, and remember of our study in Ephesians, when you are not with Jesus, it says you are alienated from the commonwealth of God. That you are alienated or separated from the promises of God. You don't have to worry about getting anything from God. He says that you are dead in your sins. All when you are alienated, when you create distance between you and your Savior. He's letting them know that right here you see disciples in a boat and Jesus on the mountain. Jesus is praying. They are working. But they are separated from Jesus. Isn't it amazing that when you get separated from Jesus, it says you create distance. But watch how it flows. After it create distance, after there's distance between you and Jesus, there'll be difficulties. Yeah. Okay, Pastor, where are you in the text? It says that after he had dismissed the crowd and evening had come, they were alone. Verse 24. But by this time, the boat was a long way off. And it says that they got caught up in the winds and the waves, right? Keep in mind that some of the disciples on this boat are fishermen. 
which means they are skilled, which means that they are familiar with these waters and they are familiar with what it takes to get across. But for some reason, they ran into difficulties. No matter how hard you work, it seems like something always working against you. Well, that's because you got distance between you and God, and whenever there's distance between you and Jesus, there's going to always be difficulties. Not only was it the wind, but the more the wind blew, the more the water got upset. And it got difficult. Now, let me help you. I am not eluding or suggesting that a life with Jesus will have no difficulties. But what I am suggesting is that the purpose of your difficulties will be different with Jesus. See, being in a storm with Jesus is like a trial or tribulation. It's designed to develop your faith, designed to develop your trust. Your difficulties are designed to make you grow, to make you trust him. But if you experience difficulties and you're a distance from him, those difficulties have a way of creating deadly situations. So one will even destroy you and one will develop you. So look at the progression. First, it started off distance. And then the harder they work, and watch this, how is it that they were skilled but they couldn't do it? How is it that, now watch this, how frustrating is it for you to know how to do it? You'd have been doing it a long time, but you still are far off. You're still far away. It just seems like you just can't ever get close. Because if it ain't one thing, it's another thing. Here I go, trying to get to Jesus, but the wind blowing. I'm trying to get to Jesus, but the but the water comes. So you will go from being distant from Jesus to being in a difficult situation. And I will tell you, it'll be disheartening. How is it to be disheartening when you look up and you're still not where you're supposed to be? It says that when Jesus looked out there, they were still far away. They were a long way off. When you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to let you know you're a long way off. Not only will you have distance between you and Jesus, not only will your time be difficult, but it will be disheartening. Why? Because you're doing all this work and you're in the same place. You're doing all this work and you're not getting no closer. Oh, hello, somebody. It seems like I'm trying to get closer, but the wind keeps blowing me back. And you can't overcome the wind. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Play, man. Yes, sir. That's good. That's what the text says. Yeah. The text says that um, but the boat by this time was a long way away from the land. Yeah. Beaten by the waves, and the winds were against them. Yeah. Yeah. You do know that the wind put adversity between them and their progression. Mm, right, all right. You do know when you are distanced from God, it will create a difficulty for you. That way, it will also create a disheartening situation because no matter how hard you work, if you are working without God, you're going to find yourself in the same place. Right now, that's good. And, and I'll just say it like this. This is what I like to call the treadmill of life. See, on the treadmill, you run and you sweat and you use all your energy and your heart rate go up and you do all this stuff. But when, even though the counter or the meter on the front of the treadmill will say you ran five miles, how did you run five miles? But when you get off the treadmill, you're still in the same place. Yeah. See, but you use the same energy. You use the same effort. That's what it is. That's a picture of you being distant from Christ. That's a picture of you being in a difficult situation. That's why it becomes disheartening. Because all the work you do, you still end up a long way off. How many of us are off course? Oh, I see you in the distance, God, but 
It's something that's stopping me from getting to you. Pastor, keep going. Okay. Verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night. Okay, let me stop right here. So not only were they distant, not only was it difficult, not only was it disheartening, now it even got dark. That's how you know it was dark. First of all, when the story started, it was evil. But now time has passed, and now it's darker than it was before it was evening. Right, right. So the farther you go into your distance between you and God, the more difficult it becomes, the more disheartening it becomes, and then you're in a dark situation. Mm -hmm. Have I helped anybody yet? Yeah. This is what life looks like without salvation. Not only is it dark, and I promise you, if you are struggling and, and you are distant from God and you are and your time has gotten difficult and it is disheartening and it got dark, I know it is going to get deadly. Oh, but pastor, what is that you're explaining? That's a sinner's life. Lord help. Okay, don't worry about it. A sinner's life. A sinner's life is dark, it is dangerous, it is difficult, it is distant, and it is deadly. This is what it looked like not to have salvation. This is the picture that Jesus is painting right here, that they were in a storm, but he's not with them. And because he's not with them, they're distanced from him. It ain't got difficult to be without him. It's been disheartening and discrediting to be without him. Now it ain't got dark, and when it's dark, you can't see your way through, and now it's becoming deadly. All right now. That's what a sinner's life is. This is a picture of the first part of the story that let us know the importance of having salvation. Because right here is what a sinner's life is. It's dark, it's dangerous, it's deadly, it's distant, it's difficult, it's disheartening, it's destructive. This is a sinner's life. He is painting a picture right here that without me, look at what you're going through. Without me, look how far you've come. Without me, look how dark it is. How can you be? How can it be dark with you if he says you're the light of the world? Yeah. Because without him, there is no light. Without him, things don't get better. That's right. Not eternally, they don't. That's right. Because some people may say, "Oh, well, you know, just because I'm going, I'm, I'm with God, don't mean I ain't gonna go through the right." But just the, the purpose of your struggle is different. I ain't gonna keep you long today. Without Jesus, life will be difficult. It will be dark. It will be dangerous. Without salvation, your life will be difficult, distant, disheartening, um, destructive, deadly, dark. This is without Jesus. This is him painting a picture. Can't you see them right after he, they've seen him turn water into wine? Right after they've seen him heal the noble man's son? Right after they've seen him heal a man that was at the pool that couldn't, that, that, that couldn't even crawl in himself, that actually didn't even want to be healed? Right after he had took five, two fish and five loaves of bread when they didn't know how he was going to feed them, he said, give it to me. How he's showing them the whole way. This is who I am. I am the bread of life. I am the son of God. But first, not only do I need to show you who I am when I'm with you, let me show you who you are when I'm not with you. You are distant. Your times will be difficult, disheartening, dark, diseased, and deadly. Sound like the time we're living in today, don't you? But God, here's the shift. But pastor, how do I, how do I 
call on Jesus? How do I step out? Right? I know everybody got that question. How do I step out? Now, please keep in mind that when you read Mark's account, Mark said that when they looked out and Jesus was walking, Mark said that Jesus had planned to walk by. Don't let Jesus walk by. <laughs> Especially in a storm, don't let him pass you by. Especially in a storm, don't let him pass you by. Especially when it's dark, don't let him pass you by. Especially when there's distance, don't let him pass you by. This is what Mark said, that Jesus has intended just to pass by to see if they would recognize him in the midst of the storm, to see if they would look for him in the midst of a storm, to see if you would call on him in the midst of the storm. Jesus said, I had just prayed to Oh, I wish I wasn't in here. Pass me not, oh gentle Savior. Look at how Jesus gave them comfort. Verse 27. Immediately. But this immediately disqualifies you if you're distant. This immediate response disqualifies you if you're distracted, if you're disheartened. If your situation is dead, it disqualifies you if you don't have or if you are willing to stay in a situation or circumstance that is absent of a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But for those that are willing to step out immediately, yeah. it says immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, take heart. Yeah. I want to I wanna tell everybody right now that's, that's fearful because they think a, a civil war about to break out that's fearful because of people walking around with guns and the cops don't say nothing, fearful that when they can kill us first and figure it out later, that's fearful that people that can walk around with guns and break in stuff and you get to take pictures with the cops, that's fearful. Jesus says, take heart. It reminds me of John when he says, let your heart ah, not be troubled. That if you believe in God, believe also in me. He's simply saying that if you can believe that God said, believe, I'll do it. So take heart. In the middle of your storm, take heart. Why? It is I. Oh, Jesus said, in the midst of your storm, take heart. Why? Because I'm still Jesus. I still love you. I still want to do it. And then he said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I did not give you the spirit of fear. Not saying that things shouldn't frighten you, but you should not let fear guide you. Yeah. That's what this is. That's not talking about don't be afraid, you know, don't be scared. Because God sometimes will use something like that to get your attention. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he'll, he'll use something that will hurt you to guide you. Yeah. But yeah. he's saying that the hurt shouldn't be the guy. Yeah, 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 that's good. Take heart. Yeah, Lord, yeah. Yes. Take heart when you don't know how long COVID going to be. Take heart yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. That's when you walk next to people that don't think masks are important. Take heart yeah. Yeah. when you want to be the last to put on a mask but the first to get the vaccine. Take heart. He says, it is I. Jesus, when you're grieving, he says, take heart. When you're in a storm, Take heart. Yes, and the reason we can take heart, because he says, it is I. Yeah, Lord. I'm not a ghost. I'm real. Yeah, but I need you to recognize me during the storm. Yeah. But here we go. But Pastor, how do I step out? All right, all right. This is how you step out. This is what it takes. First of all, let's look at what Peter did. 
And Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the wall. First of all, you got to be faithful enough to call out. I said, what do you mean faithful enough to call out? There's a storm going on, but can you still recognize Jesus in the middle of your storm? Can you still recognize Jesus when you don't know how you're going to get out? Can you come to the point to where you intentionally say, I don't want to be in this boat without you. Even if I got to step out of it to come to you. Okay, don't worry about it. Be faithful enough to call out. But look at what he called him. He says, Jesus. Yeah. If it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allow me to come to you. Wait a minute. It's so amazing that he actually, okay, well, Jesus, since you're walking on water. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. And in the middle of my storm, the only way I can get to you if I walk on water, okay? Have you ever asked God for the extraordinary? Have you ever asked God to do something for you that he was doing for himself? Mm-hmm. Have you ever asked God that if I'm going to step out, it's going to take something? Yeah. It's going to take some faithfulness. Are you willing to call out? And look at what he did. Then you got to also be faithful enough to step out. Yeah. Because it says that if it's you, mm-hmm. bid me to come to you on the water. Can we pull up verse 29? God just showed me this and made me stop right here. Verse 28, Peter asked God for the extraordinary. Verse 29, Jesus answered. Don't ask Jesus for something you ain't willing to receive. All right, that's good. That's good. Don't let your faith outweigh your actions. Yeah. If you got faith enough to ask, you better be faithful enough to do. He says, can I come to you on the water? Jesus said, oh, no problem. God, I was gonna... Somebody said, well, Jesus, can I come to you? Come. Yeah. Somebody addicted, Jesus, can I come to you? Yes, sir. Come on. Good. Oh, Jesus, can I get this business? Come on. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. can I be saved? Come on. If you are faithful enough to ask, you got to be faithful enough to have an answer. And when he, oh, you better not be, oh, come on, somebody. You cannot ask God for something you ain't willing to see that he'll see through. And if he see it through, you got to be willing to step out on it. That's good. That's good. Yes, God. Oh, oh, God, I want to, can I run for coverage? Yes. Huh? Well, I didn't think he was going to say yes. I was just letting you know that I would. You know, if the situation had presented itself. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, God said, God, I want to be a supervisor. He said, okay, hang in there. Huh? Oh, apply for the job. Whoa, whoa. He said, if I apply, then I may get it. Then I may no, no. I was just letting you know that I was willing. God was saying, just because you're willing, you need to know I'm willing. And if I'm willing and you're willing, somebody got to do something. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And that's, that's you. good. That's yes, good. sir. You got to be faithful enough to step out. Yeah, yeah. He asked God for the impossible. He asked Jesus, can I come to you walking on water? Walking on water, <laughs> scientifically, is impossible. Yeah. So he asked Jesus for the impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe that he was able to ask him for the impossible My God. because five signs ago, he saw him do the impossible. Yeah. He just That's saw him feed two fish and five loaves of bread. Yeah, he yeah. just 
saw him, and watch this, all he had was seven things to deal with. But every time they reached in, see, it don't take faith to reach in the first seven times. Yeah. It takes faith to reach in there on number eight. Yeah. Okay, don't worry. Yeah. Because you know seven in there. So yeah. faith coming by hearing, hearing the word of God. Faith, evidence of things hoped for. I mean, faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So if you know seven in there, it don't take faith to reach seven times. Right. It takes faith to reach number eight. Yeah. He said, I already saw you work some things out. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. take faith for me to watch. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Can you believe him for the impossible? Yeah. Oh, no. It's impossible for a black man to be president. But God, yeah. it's impossible for a woman to be the vice president. Jesus. But God, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. impossible for that woman to be a black woman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But God, yeah. it's impossible for Georgia to be a blue state. Yeah. Woo! But God, God still specializes in the impossible. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I, I hope that helps somebody today that yeah. God still specializes in the miraculous, oh, in the impossible, yes. especially when you can watch this, especially when you're going through a storm. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It says that Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to the other. Yeah. And came in Jesus. I just want to step back and tell you, Miss Daphne, somebody saying that ain't nothing gonna change because you're president. But Lord help the day. Yes, sir. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Uh, somebody saying it ain't gonna change because the people won't wear masks. But I can ask God for the impossible. Yeah, Lord. Yes, sir. That's good. Uh, That's good. Of how a vaccine came so fast. Yes. And how people will say that, Jesus. ooh, it came too fast. What, how, how long is it supposed to take? Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was having a conversation with me, James, and, and me, Minister Bradford, and Minister Tebow, Steve Tebow. And some people were saying that I'm not going to take the vaccine because it just came too fast. Well, Jesus. Steve said, I'm going to take it. And he said, really? He said, yeah, because I don't know how, how long it's supposed to take to make it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's right. That's a good point. That's good. But God has a way of doing the impossible. Yes, he yeah, does. Yeah. If we ask, yeah, 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 if yeah. we have faith enough to call on him, God, yes, yes, yes. I know they won't wear masks, yes, but Lord. can you protect me? Oh, yes, what I yes, God, yes, I know they don't believe, Jesus. but can you watch over all yes, those that yes, do yes, believe? Yes, God, please, I know we're in the storm. Yes. And if anybody can do it, oh, why? Because I saw him do it before. Yeah. I saw him turn two. I saw him turn water into wine without touching it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw him heal a man's son without even seeing him. I, I, I saw him just tell a man he was healed and he got up. I, I saw it.
But isn't it amazing that just because Peter is walking towards Jesus, that his focus shifted? Yeah. Not his faith right then. See, because faith got him out the boat. Yeah. Faith allowed him to walk, but his focus veered. You got to be focused enough to come. Pastor, what do you mean his focus veered? Because it says while he was looking at Jesus, he was on his way to Jesus, and then it says he saw the wind. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But you do know the wind was blowing when he asked. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, don't, don't worry oh, about wow, it. Oh, that's good. That's good. How, how about this? And, I, and I'm done. How about this and I'm done? While Peter was on the boat, mm -hmm. there was a storm. Yeah, yeah. When Jesus left them and went up to pray, there was a storm. Yeah, yeah. When they thought they saw a ghost, yeah. they were still in a storm. Yeah. When he requested to get out the boat, he was still in a storm. Yeah. As he was walking toward, but y'all don't get this in a minute. As he was yeah. walking towards Jesus, yeah. he was still in a storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took his eyes off Jesus and paid attention to something that had been happening the whole time. Oh, mm, that's good. That's good. And because he took his eyes off Jesus, it says he began to sink. Yeah. Wow. And then it says that Jesus Lord. reached his hand down to him. Yes, sir. That gives the impression that he was at least arm length from Jesus when he took his eyes off Jesus. Because it says he just reached down and pulled him up and says, oh ye of little faith. Okay, he was really saying, what about me is causing you to not believe that I can do this? Okay, what about, what have I done to make you think I can't do the impossible? What have I done that has gone against what I've promised you? What have I done? Show me one of my words that haven't come true. Now watch this. The whole conversation he has, it says in the text that he had pulled him up. Yeah. And now they both standing on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and he's having a conversation with Peter about his faith while the storm is still happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now Peter is walking with Jesus back to the boat. But y'all, guess what? The storm is still happening. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. As he's walking with Jesus and Talking with Jesus and yeah. listening to Jesus, yeah. it was still a storm going yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Oh, I wish I had some witnesses in here today to know that you can walk with him in the middle of the storm. You can talk with him in the middle of a storm. And he'll tell you that I am here. It is I. Take heart. But watch what, Pastor, how do you know? See, I, and, I, and I just got this this morning. Like, how do you know there was still a storm going on, that the water was still rough, that the storm was still blazing? It says because then when Jesus got on the boat with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, I wish I wasn't here by myself. I want somebody to know today. With Jesus, there's peace. Yes, sir. With Jesus, there's power. With Jesus, there's healing. With Jesus, he can do the impossible. If you can believe enough to step out, yeah, if you can believe enough yeah. to have faith, yeah. if you can believe enough to come to him, to yeah. call on him, he says, I'll do the impossible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you can stay in the boat, still in the storm, but you're just in a storm by yourself. 
Oh, if my grandfather was here, Cleveland Bryant Sr. was his name. Oh, have mercy. Love to sing songs by the mighty cloud of joy. Yeah. And it says, I've been through a storm for too long. Ah, too long. My question to you today. Jesus, Jesus. Are you willing to stay in your storm? Yeah, Lord. Are you willing to step out yes, and let Jesus give you some assurance? Wow. Now, you may still be in a storm, yeah, yeah. but you understand yeah. what a storm in Jesus, how different that is yeah, yeah. than being absent of Jesus and how different that is. Yeah, yeah. The story goes on when you read the next passage. It says that um, when Jesus sent his people to the other side, and they was in a boat, and they went to the other side, and he was asleep in that boat, yeah. that he told the winds to cease, yeah. to come. Yes. And then they asked, what type of man is this? Yeah. Can yeah. speak, oh my goodness, to the wind. What kind of man of this, that nature obeys him? Yeah. What kind of man of this, that the water and the waves obey him? What kind of man that sickness yeah. got to obey? What yeah. kind of man that death Cannot conquer. I want to tell you what type of man. His name is Jesus. And salvation will bring you peace. And the peace that you have is that you'll understand that your sin debt has been paid. What good does it do for God to heal you and he not save you? Listen to what Peter called out. He didn't say get me out of this. It says Peter called out. Jesus, which means he's the only one that can do it, save me. Have you ever just cried out to Jesus from whatever situation you were in? And don't think just because you saved and you already have salvation that he ain't going to have to keep saving you. Because it's enemies. We, we, we learned last week of how just because you are sick, just because you are tired, just because you sick and tired, don't mean the devil gonna give you a break. All right. He says that he's still your enemy. He's roaring around like a lion, looking for who he can devour. So since we know all of this is going on, I'm just encouraging you. Will you come to Jesus today? Step out of the relationship. Step out of being in a relationship. If with him, I mean, step out of not having him, or will you stay in your constant state of nothingness? This is my appeal to you today. Salvation brings peace. Peace between you and Jesus. Peace between you and God. Because once Jesus paid that price, He put you up. He put us all in right standings with God. So now there's peace between me and God. But without salvation, there is no peace. Hello again. This is Faith. Thank you so much for allowing us to share the Word of God with you today. But if you would like to witness a live presentation of the Word of God, join us Sunday mornings at 1045 at the Logos and Life Community Church, 8805 Juella Avenue, Suite 121 in Shreveport, Louisiana. And again, we say thank you. And we pray that the word you received was a blessing and an enhancement to your life. And may God continue to bless you. This is our prayer.